0: You're listening to the Peacock and
1: Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We've got breaking news just as we hit record here. The Carolina Panthers have added a brand new free agent quarterback. Odell Beckham still has not made a decision on what team he will sign with as a free agent wide receiver. And, of course, we are beginning to break down our Week 10 matchup, starting with Thursday night football and the early Sunday games. A little Ravens at Dolphins on Thursday night footballs, where we will begin. After we hit some of the breaking news, this episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. McDonald's, I'm loving it at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL on Twitter. If we have time, maybe we'll filter in some more questions. I do have some saved, and as always, thank you for everybody who participates in mailbags and hollers at us on Twitter and just says hi. It's always fun. Matt, what we think about the latest signing that happened about 30 seconds ago, official. <laughs> this from Ian Rappaport, Big Time Reunion. The Carolina Panthers are signing former franchise quarterback Cam Newton after the meeting with Carolina Brass today. Thanks to the Sam Darnold injury, Cam is back with the Panthers. Cam Newton back in Carolina. What are your thoughts there, Matt?
1: Yeah, I mean, it just happened. So, need to think about this one a little bit. But, I mean, he goes back to his old organization. But there's not many familiar faces in the building from when Cam was there. I mean, that was a, a little while ago. And the uh, the coaches and Keekly and people that are, you know, foundations of that Cam era are long gone. Um. My first thought was, this is an aggressive organization. You know, we've seen them make some trades, you know, go after Stephon Gilmore and Henderson. And they don't just sit on their hands. They're active. If they see a problem, they address it. I like that a lot. And quarterback was a problem. I mean, Darnold was as bad as pretty much any starting quarterback in the league so far this year. And now he's out for a while. I think PJ Walker is a backup at best, and probably plays this week, and that's about it. Is my my hunch with Newton? Um, you know, you you could add some athleticism, and and Darnold ran a lot actually um, th- this year, so I think they want some some running traits from their quarterback, and Walker provides that. Newton provides that. What I just don't know though is where is Newton in his career right now? I, I'm very anxious to watch him. Once he sees the field, because last year was miserable really in the new England, but he had COVID. He got to there late. I mean, there was a lot of excuses you could make for him. Or if you were cam's lawyer on the stand, you could be like, well, look, all these things that were going (laughs) against him. His receivers are bad, but he didn't throw the football very well either. So I'm sure he's in shape. I'm sure he's been, you know, working out. He's never the most accurate guy to begin with, but he can be a force of nature. I think Panther fans should be excited. You know, I mean, it's probably an upgrade.
0: Do you think they brought in Cam Newton to straight up be the starter and that's it? No matter so who's healthy too. on the rest of the roster, because it seems like Cam Newton's a big personality, a big name to bring in. If he was just going to back up and I'm mean, he's going to back up uh, PJ Walker this week, at least. But, you know, starting next week, is this Cam? OK, Cam here, come save our season.
1: I'm assuming, you know, because the Darnold experiment went so bad, I they, I guess they don't have to make that clear or announce it yet, but you have this month window or so where he's probably going to start three of those games, you know, out of the four starting next week, as you mentioned, and if he's acceptable, he doesn't even have to be great, you just say, well, we're going to stick with them. I mean, I don't know if you have to make sweeping announcements, but behind the scenes in that front office and coaching staff, I'm sure they looked at it like he might be the starter the rest of the year and maybe opening day next year. I mean, really getting ahead of ourselves.
0: I'm trying to look at, Cam Newton's statistics and figure out just from that because the eyeball test some didn't seem right last year but you mentioned a no. lot of reasons why maybe it wasn't an optimal situation for Cam Newton. And he was only it seems like he's it's been a decade since he was with Carolina. He played for the Panthers in 2019, it's only one season he spent away last year with the Patriots and then this uh this preseason before uh, he got cut and they decided to go with Mac Jones over there in New England with the Pats. But His statistics last year kind of are in line. Um, You know, the volume wasn't there as a passer. He played 15 games, only had 2,600 passing yards. Uh, But he was never a huge volume passer because he had a lot of rushing yards mixed in. But his rushing statistics look about the same as his career averages. Um, He was, you know, he completed 65%, which is second best in his career last year with the Patriots. His yards per attempt are right on his career averages. So, uh, there's not a lot I can look at to point out, oh, this is the place statistically where Cam Newton just isn't the same guy anymore. So, maybe there right. is still something there. And then you can really explain away a lot of stuff with the COVID and the roster and everything with his stint in New England.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm so excited to watch him again because there are few talents on his level. I mean, the size, the strength, the, I mean, former MVP, former first overall pick that he can be a fraction of that and still be one of the best 32 in the world uh you may have heard my phone buzz while you were talking there they said it's going to be a one-year deal and yes the jersey number one is still available in carolina so um makes sense all it makes all the sense in the world and part of me is a little surprised he wasn't in the league already like you look at washington and a couple of these other teams have been like isn't he probably better than what some teams have been trotting out there? Yeah,
0: and with Ron Rivera in Washington too.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Yeah, and uh, actually, even looking at PFF grades again last season, right on his career averages there, for you know maybe a little bit lower in some mm-hmm. categories, you know uh, total grade and, and passing, but it wasn't, it wasn't awful. A, Looking at most of the statistics and and everything I can find very quickly with this news just breaking for Cam Newton. So, uh, interested there. His arm did not seem the same. So, that's where it changes when you look at the eyeball test. He's not the same guy, and he can't chuck it kind of as he used to. Maybe his arm's gotten a little bit stronger, uh, further removed from shoulder injuries. But we'll see what it looks like with Cam Newton in the Carolina Panthers. They've got a good defense, and they should be a team with some good quarterback play and really Sam Darnold had crumbled even aside from being injured so uh, I'm interested to see how something looks different and the combination of Newton and Walker is a very different look on offense maybe that's exactly what the Panthers need at four and five and they're still in that playoff hunt in the NFC
1: yeah I mean because their offensive line is troubling you know I mean uh not that Darnold's a statue by any stretch but I don't think you want a pure pocket passer there either I think you need a creator um, you know, McCaffrey back in the mix would help any of these quarterbacks. His dump offs and easy yards. The more I think about it, the more optimistic I am about it. To be honest with you, I, I think with that defense, those weapons, Cam doesn't have to wear that S on his chest. He could just be a pretty good player and an upgrade. And Carolina maybe gets into that six or seven spot in the in the in the really bizarre NFC playoff picture.
0: I mean, nobody wants it, so just the fact right, that the Panthers it. are making moves makes it seem like they want it at least a little bit more than some of these other teams, like the 49ers and the Vikings, and um, yeah, things aren't going Seems. in the right direction for a lot of teams there. Maybe the Bears, too, with, with the way that yeah. Justin Fields Field. is starting to play. Some interesting uh, battles there for that last playoff spot in the NFC.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree.
0: All right. Let's move on from those Carolina Panthers. We'll cover them a little bit later. Uh, Looking forward to their matchup in week 10. But let's get to Thursday night football next. McDonald's has been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. Proudly serving communities since 1965 a place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable wi-fi and endless supplies of french fries and mcflurries and of course nuggets we're not going to argue about dipping sauce today Uh, i've had a lot of those conversations recently with different co-hosts and guests and uh, different ways you can order things secret ways to order burgers at mcdonald's and the way they do things in canada versus the way they do things in the states when it comes to mcdonald's yeah it's global too so win or lose it's a place where teammates competitors the home team the entire team can come to recharge after a game by the way you ever been to a bingo night on Thursdays at your local McDonald's? Yeah, it's a thing too. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel, reconnect, or play bingo. Maybe even listen to your favorite Locked On podcast on that dependable Wi-Fi McDonald's. I'm loving it. When you're on that long road trip and need to refuel or on your way to work, which is a lot of times when people listen to these podcasts, check out the Get Upside app. Listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up with GetUpside. I downloaded the app. I was blown away. Super easy to use. You get that cash right back into your account in a couple days. You can move that into your bank account. You can move it into PayPal. You can buy an e-gift card with it. Uh, Tons of other brands of gift cards if you want to do that and buy some. Yeah, it's a free, easy way to go buy some gifts for uh, Christmas for some loved ones and friends. It's, it's an amazing thing. And when you use promo code TOUCHDOWN, by the way, you can even get a bigger bonus of cash back, 25 more cents per gallon on your first fill-up. So that's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get up to 50 cents cash back per gallon on your first tank of gas with the GetUpside app and promo code touchdown Thursday night football we have the six and two Baltimore Ravens on the road they're traveling south to Miami to face the two and seven Dolphins on paper this looks like it could be a blowout but the better team is on the road what do we expect here and does seven and a half points scare you off of those Baltimore Ravens here on Thursday night football short week in week 10
1: a little I'm very impressed with the Ravens don't get me wrong I always rave about their organization I think Lamar's being is better right now than he was his MVP year. They're throwing the football more. They've got some weapons for him. They're six and two, but their point differential is only plus 26. And and I absolutely, and I stress this all the time on the show, some teams know how to win in this league and the Ravens absolutely are one of them. But if you look at their wins, and this is really more the point spread conversation, they beat the the Vikes by three. They got blown out by the Bengals. They blew out the Chargers. But they beat the Colts by six. They beat the Broncos handily. They beat the Lions by two in overtime with, you know, and barely won that game. Barely beat the Chiefs. Like, they're close to being a 500 team. And my point is, they just don't blow teams out regularly. They seem to start slow, and then they heat up like crazy in the second half, come back and win on a Justin Tucker last-minute field goal. Super short week in Miami. But I don't care about all that. I think they're going to beat them (laughs) bad tonight. (laughs) Lamar's hometown, uh, flush everything I just said away. I just think that they're a Tier 2 team, and the Dolphins are a Tier 6 team. You know, that uh, I think Lamar puts on a show.
0: I was waiting for that but, and I knew it was coming.
1: <laughs> I'll lay the points.
0: Yeah, I, I just you have to. There's not enough. It's not enough points to scare me off, and, yeah, they haven't been. I don't really like the line necessarily for the mm-hmm. the road favorite here, but um, the Dolphins have shown me nothing, and the Dolphins haven't shown me that they're a team that can score a ton. And uh, But, you know, the, the Ravens have played to their opponents too because they played that way against a couple of other teams. They lost to the Bengals by a lot. They've only mm-hmm. beat – the lions by 2 you know they've multiple games into overtime uh, the what was the how many yards was the justin the, the 66, justin tucker 66 yard records, field goal man. it took in one of those games you know so um yeah it's it, it's tough i don't think i would put my money on this but there's nothing about the miami dolphins that says oh this is going to be an upset special you know home dog take the home dog usually the home dog is a good bet and this year has been really funky um, we saw it with the jaguars and bills last week you know but I just it's a good just number don't, though. don't feel it. Don't feel it with the Dolphins. So I'm going to no. go ahead and give up those points with uh, the Ravens, even though I don't love it. But I agree with you about, well, we're not talking enough about how good Lamar Jackson's playing right no. now. And I just hope he doesn't get overused and get injured because uh, it's fun. And they're asking him to do a lot. And that's kind of, that, that's one of the keys about this Baltimore Ravens team. That's a little bit scary is because they need him to do everything because they, they're kind of lacking in some other places right now.
1: They are. They, they absolutely have holes Um, The line is a little questionable. We know the running back situation, although I'm starting Devontae Freeman tonight with with Murray out of the way. I think for now, at least, they kind of have a number one. And the defense has not been up to Ravens standards. It's not horrible, but it's not a top unit that we've been accustomed to. But I say this all the time about Harbaugh. His team's like the best in the league on special teams. And, I mean, they do the little things right.
0: Let's move this along a little bit to the Falcons and Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, this is the the upstart Falcons. They're starting to turn things around under under new leadership there. Even without Calvin Ridley, four and four now the Falcons, who just beat the Saints and are in control of one of those playoff spots right now in the NFC that we just talked about. and uh, We didn't mention the Falcons as one of those teams, but yeah, with the Vikings and the Niners and the Bears and um, the Panthers, the Falcons lead all of them right now uh, at 500, but they're at Dallas with those 6 and 2 Cowboys. Did did the league learn a lot about how to defend the Cowboys? Cuz it sounded like Vic Fangio and um, Mike McCarthy had a little bit of a, a, ver, a sparring post game about that, and Vic was like, I think Vic Fangio's quote was, well, nobody's played him right yet, and we just did. So maybe <laughs> yeah, now like everybody knows how, and that can start with the Falcons. Falcons have a lot less, uh, um, I think a lot less firepower on defense than sure. the Broncos do, though, to uh, take on that Cowboys team in Dallas.
1: Yeah, I mean, a couple things with that stood out with Dallas last week were Tyron Smith was out, and I would love to know through Smith's career what the Cowboys' offensive numbers are with and without him. I mean, I I bet they're drastically worse without him. I don't think he's a play this week, but left tackle was a problem. And frankly, I don't mean to simplify it too much. Dak was bad. I mean, Dak has been unbelievable. He's been a top-five-type quarterback. It made me wonder was this injury that he played, you know, the sat out against Minnesota worse than we thought? Did he come back too soon? What's going on with that? You know, you could couple that with the huge injury he overcame last year, that gruesome one. But here's my butt for this one, too. <laughs> I'm going to throw everything we watched last week out. I mean, if this game happened just one week ago, I think the Cowboys are like fourteen point favorites. I think there is some recency bias from a strange week. I am not one hundred percent buying the Falcons' momentum um, in Dallas. I think the Cowboys get it right and just push these guys around. I am laying the points.
0: When you look at those four Falcons wins, the Saints win is the only good one of the bunch. They and that's
1: a huge rivalry division game. You know,
0: right? They. The, I mean... the, the, they beat the Giants, they beat the Jets, and they beat the Dolphins so far this year. Before that Saints game, exactly. and you can sort of throw out records a lot when you when you have teams that are so familiar with each other and those divisional opponents too. So uh, that does scare me off the Falcons a little bit here. I don't like the nine points, but I think you're onto something. This might have been you know 14 points if this game was played a week ago.
1: Yeah, I mean it's the perception after one week I think has altered these guys a little bit.
0: Uh, all right, yep, yeah, I'll do it. I'll give up those points for the all Cowboys right. at home. I'm with you there. How about those Saints who are coming off a loss, trying to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback here. Maybe we'll see a little bit more Taysom Hill now that he's healthy, but uh, they're at Tennessee with the Titans, who are maybe the hottest team in the NFL right now, playing really good ball. Titans uh, at home at 7-2, and two, hosting the 5-3 and three Saints and favored by three points.
1: Injury news is a little bit harder to come by when we preview these games on Thursday as opposed to Friday because the Saints haven't even practiced today. But all indications are, and Peyton's being kind of sly about this, I think there's something going on with Kamara. Like, they brought in running backs for tryouts, and I think on Johnson was one, you know, like those type of guys. And they don't really have a quarterback. I know they don't have receivers, and if they don't have Kamara – That's kind of all I need to know. I mean, I don't like betting against the Saints when they're dogs. I mean, I think Peyton has some great record as a dog because it doesn't happen very often. But Tennessee's going to get after the quarterback. I think that, you know, the Titans should move the ball well. I don't see a lot of points in this game, but that's the way the Saints have to play. I'm still going to lay the three, but I think that's a pretty good number here.
0: I saw that Kamara didn't practice Wednesday. I'm trying to figure out what this injury is. Oh, here we go. Nick Underhill reported yeah, that, that's who th- it was. that Kamara is a little banged up. It's a knee injury, actually. So, okay. yeah, it's just something to monitor there for sure as the week goes on, and that might tilt things even more in the Titans' favor. And I think just the way these two teams are playing in Tennessee, I've been impressed by the post-Derek Henry Titans this year and three points isn't enough to scare me off of them at home so give me the Titans either way but this line might grow if Kamara looks like he's not going to
1: play Uh, sneaky Titans fantasy nugget here I think Dante Foreman might be their best back I I picked him up on this super sly everyone's looking at Peterson and McNichols I think Foreman might be the best one in the group when it's all said and done
0: I just it just feels like they want I don't know if it'll happen that way, and I know he's not the the youngest guy anymore, but I, I feel like they want the style and the player that is Adrian Peterson, and they mm-hmm. might force that a little bit for a while. Um, and we've only seen, you know, a handful of carries of both Foreman and Peterson. So who knows? There could be a lot to, to battle through there as far as what it looks like in practice and in how it turns out in games. But that's not a bad pickup if you've got a deep roster to throw Foreman on right. there just to see how that goes. Because, you know, um, the Titans aren't afraid to run the football.
1: No, right, right. And Foreman's a talented guy. He's younger. You know, I mean, he's got a little bit of a pedigree, too. Not Adrian Peterson's pedigree, but he's not a nobody out of right. nowhere. I mean, I, I just thought. I th- again, super small sample size. Last week, I thought Foreman looked much more explosive, better leverage, better pad level.
0: How about those Jacksonville Jaguars? Coming off a big win against the Buffalo Bills. They're on the road within the division to face the 4-5 and five Indianapolis Colts. Colts favored by 10.5 here at home.
1: I'll take the points. I mean, that, that half is kind of standing out to me. I mean, I know the Colts have had... A lot of offensive success. They're very turnover-driven, and I could see them causing a lot of turnovers. I think they lead the league in turnovers created. But the Jags' run defense and defense overall is actually getting a little bit better. This is somewhat of a bet on Trevor Lawrence just to keep it close against not real exotic defenses. I mean, I think the Colts win, but 10 and a half, I'm going to take the the Jags here. If it was nine and a half, I might go the other way.
0: I almost want to wait for you. I feel like the Jags are the team that's really screwing with you this year, Matt. And I always, I, whatever you say Let's about the Jags, opposite. I want to take the opposite because you nail them, but you're like a week off. So um, <laughs> if you're going to take the Jaguars, I might go the other way here. Uh, but it's actually, just stands in it the whole way. My inclination all along on this was ten and a half was just a little bit much for me. Um, yeah. And this could absolutely be a blowout, but you know the, the way the the Jaguars are playing, and look, new coaching staff, rookie quarterback. You know this is a, it's the type of team that you would expect would improve as the season goes on, mm-hmm. and it looks like they have. The last you know three or four weeks have have not been this the same terrible Jaguars we saw at the beginning of the year uh, maybe they're getting a little bit over some of that oddball Urban Meyer stuff from earlier on in the season and settling in there so uh, I'll take the points with the Jaguars they impressed me last week we'll see if Josh Allen can continue um, uh, his his play against another quarterback like Carson Wentz who I think um, is is prone to making some mistakes and we'll see if Josh Allen and the Jaguars defense can make him do that
1: yeah and I'm not the biggest urban meyer believer, don't get me wrong, but some of these first time head coaches, Robert Salah, for example, you know, like I think as the season goes on, you start to get a better grasp of what that job is as the first time head coach in the NFL, as well as the first overall pick quarterback, you know, like, okay, I'm starting to get a grasp for this league a little bit. And Wentz is really cut down on the boneheaded stuff, but I feel like he's one awful decision away from me winning this bet.
0: And by the way Trevor Lawrence who did leave the last game briefly with an ankle injury said his ankle's feeling good and he's looking like he's going to play against the Colts.
1: I think we overlook what a stud he is by the way. No oh, yeah.
0: I mean, he's cool. he'll get there. He'll get there, and it yeah. takes a while for for young quarterbacks, and that's kind of the thing. It's and that's the volatility and team like the Jaguars because there's some talented players on both sides of the ball, and all of a sudden, you know, they put it all together one week, and then who knows? Maybe they lay a huge huge egg the next week, and that's a you know the sign of a bad football team. But we'll, we'll see yeah. against this Colts, and I think it'll be a fun game in division. You know, so you can kind of throw out some records there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. There's some familiarity.
0: Although, obviously, this Jaguars coaching staff doesn't know the Colts as well as you know maybe a staff right. that have been I, I there I for it. a couple of years. Still. All right, we've got Browns, Patriots, Bills, Jets, Lions, Steelers, and Bucks, Washington coming up. Ah, I've... I wanted to really go in on some home dogs on this schedule. If you like some of those bets, you should go to betonline.ag and, and hit those because uh, there's some good ones on the schedule, lots of big lines to bet on, and a new mobile web interface to start the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before at BetOnline, which remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football pro and college action this week. Season. Head over to BetOnline's new updated desktop and mobile website and sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. Not only basketball and football, but baseball futures, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this 2021 season and beyond at bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports bet online, where the game starts. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you. Thanks for making us your first listen. Every single day, we are starting to preview those week, 10 games and Matt, we're going to go to your Pittsburgh Steelers next. And just as you projected, the Steelers handled their business, although it was touch and go for a while against the bears. And now they've got the zero and eight lions coming into Pittsburgh. And uh, a good chance for those Steelers to suddenly be six and three, and maybe have some heat around the league. At which point, I think you expect them maybe to fall a little bit. Or are you starting to buy into the Kool Aid a little bit, even though you predicted teams or people would be a little bit too high on the Steelers after this run of games?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they'll get to six and three. They'll have this five-game winning streak. Beating the Lions isn't a great accomplishment, and then I start. I think you'll start seeing them at like. Eight, nine, you know, eight, nine, in power ranks, things like that, and that's when it's mm, uh, people we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. I mean, there's still problems. There's still they are still a work in progress, especially offensively, and the quarterback's problematic to say the least. And he's he's reeling it in a little bit better, and they're, they're finding themselves, but it's still an uphill climb. What'd you say the spread is the last time I've moved a little bit
0: is eight and a half, which again, like we talked about this last week, I think the over-under was 39 against the bears. It's 42 and a half here. And it's, it's hard to have those big lines with such a low over-under.
1: It is. I'm still going to lay the points. I mean, I have this 2000 word stat packet and I have a stat that I think is really interesting for the folks out there that I really dig into the opponent and besides special teams, the lions are unbelievably bad at everything. I mean, the average lion game, they lose by almost 14 points. I mean, on average, you know, so they've been outscored by 70 points in the last three games. You know, I I mean, uh, the early season scrappiness coming back is lovely and that could happen. Absolutely occur. But they're now fighting injuries. Goff doesn't throw the ball downfield. The defense is even worse. You know, there's just so many places you can exploit the defense. The run defense is problematic. I think the Steelers just handed the Najee over and over and over. Is that enough to cover? That I'm not certain of, but I'm going to lay the point anyway. And here's my fun little stat that is kind of, it's a Steeler-related one, but it's also for the masses too. It's an all-time number. It's a little mind boggling to me. So, as you would imagine, Tom Brady is the most sacked quarterback ever. You know, I mean, he's played a million years. Mm -hmm. That's true up until last week. Roethlisberger is now the most sacked quarterback in the history of the world. Wow. He's been sacked 534 times. I mean, imagine getting sacked 534 times in your life. So, Brady's, I guess, is at 533. Ben passed him last week. Brady's I can't imagine, played, I can't imagine getting
0: sacked once, by the way.
1: That's right, he's been it. sacked 534 times, most ever. Brady's played 309 games. Ben's played 241. Oof. <laughs>
0: That's why you know. Uh, that's why he's moving around and hobbled the way he is. Uh, well, and he he's looks like he he's, looks. Uh, he's big Ben for a reason. He's been able to shake off tacklers for a very long time, but uh, absolutely taking its toll on his body. And I just don't think the Lions are the type of team to take advantage of you know the, no. the dunk style that Roethlisberger is now. You know, first of all, anytime you're playing the Steelers, teach your defensive lineman to get their stinking hands up at the line of scrimmage. By the way, but um, yeah, w- you. The plucky lions were a nice story early on in the year, really fighting hard for their new head coach. But you can't keep that up and keep losing all season long. We're starting to see that, and they're withering, and they're just getting dominated week after week now for three straight weeks. So on the road at the Steelers, who have a really good defense, this could be you know this could be like a uh, a nineteen to three game or something, and still cover it you know and and you have the under of that forty two and a half points. So that's why uh, I'm definitely going to give up those points and take the Steelers.
1: Yeah, I mean, this could be a T.J. Watt three sack game. You know, like there's there's not much for the Lions to hang their hat on.
0: Shall we move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Tom Brady, the second most sacked quarterback in <laughs> NFL history uh, at Washington. And on the road, favored by nine and a half points. A lot of those lines, uh, more, more than a touchdown. So many of those games uh, have some big lines this week. We saw a lot of upsets last week. We're going to see some more this week, Matt.
1: I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the points here. I mean, Washington coming off a bye, you know, studying this opponent for two weeks. Tampa's coming off a bye, too, so let's not forget that. But they're at home. It's a pretty big number. I don't think the Bucks struggle by any means. But maybe Antonio Gibson's a little healthier. You know, things like that. Maybe the defense has fewer breakdowns. And my, the biggest reason I'm taking the points is, again, this is Thursday at noonish. Doesn't look like AB's playing. It doesn't sound like Godwin's playing. I'd be shocked if Gronk plays. I just think they're going to be a little light on weapons, and it might be more of a four net type of game.
0: I wish it was the different home dog than Washington because I'm so down on them right now. But it's yeah, a bad sign for the Bucks coming off a bye week, and those guys still aren't ready to play.
1: Absolutely. I, I mean, maybe it gets better between now and Sunday, but early indications are not promising.
0: Full power Buccaneers, I wouldn't have a problem giving up those nine and a half points, but yeah, you're right. And they could, you know, sneak out of there pretty easily with a. Um you know with a with a 6 point victory or something like that. Like I could definitely yeah. see this game going that way and I'm not picking uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers straight up but just have not been impressed at all especially lately four straight losses, lost 5 of 6 this Washington football team. Even some of those early wins don't look great. Um yeah, you know they haven't beaten anybody good so it's really hard to to put anything on Washington right now. So that's what makes this one so difficult for me. <sighs> but I this, this, probably monitor this line and, and want to bet it later in the week when you get more information. Yeah, yeah. but reluctantly I'm, I'm gonna give up the point still and go with the buccaneers because I just I, I'm, I, I trust them even with nobody, just Tom Brady alone to just to, to handle handle what this is a business trip handle Washington, I think.
1: You, you took the words out of my mouth. I mean I think it's let's fly up to the Capitol, folks, get this win. We don't need to run up a score, get out of there with an eight point lead. Hopefully, don't pass Roethlisberger as the most sack quarterback again against <laughs> right. Chase Young and those guys and get the heck out of there. I'm sticking by my pick, but I also am open to the fact this could be 45 to nothing, too. And Brady throws seven touchdowns. You know, I mean, right. that can always yeah. happen.
0: And there's, as long as there's some weapons there to throw to, and there's going to be players out there that are going to get open, and Tom Brady will find them. Chase Young has he been one of the more disappointing players in the entire league? One and a half sacks this year. I mean, we it was yeah. like okay, this is going to be the next great pass rush or defensive player of the year type, and he's going to lead this really good young Washington defense, and just none of that has happened.
1: None of that's happened, and I haven't watched him in a couple of weeks or paid strict attention. But I hundred percent think you're right. One thing you were seeing from him, he would run past the quarterback a lot. You know that people would push him up field, and he, you know he's behind the quarterback more than he should be. And even last year, remarkable talent, but wasn't a great technician, you know, putting moves together, you know, and apparently he worked super hard on that. And I watched him in the preseason, and he looked like a different guy with stringing moves together. But opponents have figured something out.
0: I hate taking all these favorites on the road with these big lines. And we've got another one here with the Buffalo Bills, favored by 12 on the road at the New York Jets. And we've seen the Jets put up a fight in recent weeks. Mike White was named the starter this week for them, and they've played a lot better on offense with him in there. Uh, And the Bills looked ugly against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week, but that's kind of the reason I think the Bills handle business and blow out the Jets this week. So I don't even know what to think. Uh, Matt what 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 do you think about these two teams and the way things go? I think maybe an angry Bills team just steps on the neck of the Jets here and we see the end of like the the nice pleasant story of Mike White uh <laughs> and, with the New York Jets with Zach Wilson coming close to being back.
1: First off, I'm happy that we get a chance to actually see White, you know, because we were all glued to him that second game, and he went out very quickly. You know, I mean, uh, so let's see what the young man can do. So that that excites me, but it's a tough defense, of course. Um, some of their offensive weapons, Carter and Elijah Moore, and those guys are stepping up. It kind of feels a little bit like Titans-Jags divisional game. Um, are the Jags as good as we thought they you know, or, or did the Jags take a step forward? Did the Bills take a step back? They played each other. I'm throwing all the division stuff out though. I think it's an angry Bills team that has a pension for blowing out awful teams that's probably very embarrassed. And I think they blow the doors off the Jets.
0: Enjoying the increased Elijah Moore usage, by the way, that is a definite stock up player in the NFL at wide receiver, and I want to see him get utilized a lot more the rest of the year for that Jets offense, no matter who the quarterback is. Look, and Mike White, it was a nice little story, but yeah, he he did throw a couple picks and um and very nearly let that Bengals upset game get away from them early. They did come back, and so you know props to them, and he looked pretty good in totality. But there's. You know, slippery slope. We don't have a big sample for Mike White to say, "Oh my gosh, okay, he's the he's what's going to fix the Jets, and they're so much better with him in there." And uh, I'm actually really excited to see what Zach Wilson looks like with an opportunity to kind of sit and and sort of let things yeah, slow right. down for him as a rookie. I think that might have end up being a, being a good thing for Zach Wilson. So I, I like the direction the Jets are going. Still, even though they're two and six and they haven't shown any quit, but this is the week that that's going to get tested because I, I see a Bills blowout coming.
1: Yeah, and back to White real quick. I mean. I faulted the Bengals after that great performance by White that they didn't play a lot of man coverage. They were very vanilla on defense. They blitzed very little. They didn't get a lot of pressure on them. I don't think the Bills will make that mistake. I mean, I think they'll throw a lot at the kid and they have a a good pass rush to begin with. They have good corners. Uh, I would think that they're very aggressive with their defensive play calling.
0: All right, that is Thursday Night Football and the early Sunday games. We'll come back tomorrow and preview the later Sunday games, including the Cam Newton-led, well, the Cam Newton probably sitting on the bench this week, Carolina Panthers at the one-seed Cardinals right now, the only team with only one loss in the league. That'll be a fun game. We've got Vikings-Chargers, Eagles-Broncos, Seahawks-Packers, Could Odell be on one of those teams after this weekend? Uh, The Chiefs at Raiders on Sunday Night Football, then Rams 49ers Monday night. Those previews and picks coming up tomorrow. Thanks for making us your first listen right here. Peacock and Williamson.